0: It do DMV episode 35 of chirping DMV. We're recording on Sunday this week instead of our normal Monday night. So no, we're not live watching the Canes game. But what we are doing is drinking some claws, having some beers. It's 70 degrees outside. So January, we're watching football in the studio and having some drinks. So what's up, AB? Um, What's going on, man?
1: Nothing, man. I was out in Baltimore, as I usually am. And we were... Rooting hard against the uh, Ravens. Oh yeah, in, in yeah. enemy territory. We sick to
0: hockey, but yeah. So uh, yeah, go Titans. Tighten up, baby. Tighten up, tighten up, baby. Uh, off to the AFC Championship. KP, how's your weekend been, man? I went by and saw your place Friday night.
2: Not a, not bad, not bad. Yeah, appreciated a uh, pretty good weekend, uh, mentioning the weather there, me and the pops just took a boat ride a couple hours ago, actually, so uh, it's beautiful out there, it's like springtime. I do it's it's not, like yeah, not hockey weather, definitely not hockey weather. showed up
0: to KP's house, they're on the boat, I walk inside, and Nene's got buff chick tips, some wings, and a ton of beer, just on the table, and I was like, I guess I'll sit here and drink and eat until um, KP gets back, and I'll enjoy oh, some okay. football. So, no scoreboard roundup today, because it is Sunday, and we've had a bunch of shit to do, um, but... I'd be forgot to mention uh, Keith the coming on later today. Awesome interview with him. Uh, he'll be coming on in the pod. Um any got anybody got anything to recap over the weekend before we get into some hockey talks? Like I said, we're just gonna skip right over the scoreboard rundown
2: here and get some news and notes. No, I got nothing but uh, just shit that went on in the NHL over the weekend. Really. All right. Well, let me. Oh, yeah, that and football. Um, we had what <sighs>
1: drank a little claw there, and on the legal, we had uh the San Fran versus Vikings game. So we had to do we have to pick the side and the oh, and your over under. So, what yeah, you go on? Yeah, pick a that? spread
0: and the over under. Yeah. I took the over in that game, I took San Fran minus six and a half. Yeah, so that I hit one of two in that, lost both in the Ravens game, obviously, because yeah. I picked the over and Ravens minus nine. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, that's That was just too many points yeah, there for me. Yeah, there was just a lot going on. Yeah, it was a lot of points, but I figured that the Ravens would go off, but thankfully they didn't. Yeah, Sorry if you're a Ravens fan listening. Um, So let's get into some hockey. We'll start with this. TJ Oshie, uh, last man in vote for the Metro, going back to where he started. St. Louis, first time as an all-star for Osh, babe. 18 goals, 33 points, 13 points alone in the final 10 minutes of games plus OT. So he's uh, clutch. Three game tying goals, 6v5 for the Caps this year so far. Oh, only three. I thought He's it was four. He's got three of them.
1: So uh, well, maybe he has four empty net or four six sixty five goals, but one of them didn't tie the game. I think, I think
0: it might have been to just get us within one. Yeah, <laughs> either way, pretty fucking clutch. <laughs> yeah. that's so clutch. So TJ Oshie, eat. yeah. I mean, a lot of people were mad online about it. Big mad, big big mad about Why? Oshie going in over. Well, you over saw a lot of Tara and I think for Carolina. Uh, I mean, and it makes sense,
2: but I forgot who it was in Philly that they were complaining about. But TJ Oshie, baby, I think. uh... Coming into it, a lot of people are talking about storylines. People like storylines in uh, yeah. the NHL. So, obviously, that gives TJ going back to St. Louis. A I lot think, of St. Louis fans I saw. Were I don't know if him. Clayton Keller got in or not. I didn't see everybody that got in off the, the boots. Marner the Atlantic. Oh. He's from yeah. St. Louis. Uh, Clayton Keller is. How does Brad Marshawn not get in?
0: Uh, uh, Unbelievable. Marner went in instead.
2: Marner's got a bigger fan base. A lot of kids well, like him. Sure,
1: but how does he not I get guess, in but... off the get go? Brad Marshawn is the third highest points in the league? Maybe just, maybe fourth because pa- Pasta was getting in. He was going to be the Bruins' top pick. Overall. Yeah, but you could still pick more than one player right, from right. a team. Oh, guaranteed. But I think he had Tuca too. Honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. But yeah, I mean that, he's I think, he's a snub for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, we could go into that debate for hours. I mean, who got yeah. snubbed? Who shouldn't be there? But well, Oshie's Oshi's perfect for that All Star weekend. Yeah, it is. I, I'm just excited to see him in skills competition.
1: Who No, uh, no, I mean, nobody. I, I think They're, he's he
2: he's loved across America. As a hero. Yeah. He's loved to the Caps well, yeah. fan base, St. Louis. So, I mean, he's an American hero, yeah. yeah. That's very true. But, I mean, yeah, back
0: home, back to St. Louis, first time as an All-Star. He's had a good season. He's been yeah. great. And he's going to be fantastic in that skills competition, which is what you want to see at All-Star Weekend. But, like, he has the personality to
1: stand out there, too, I
0: think. Yeah, he can go out there, fool around, yeah. and just have a good time. Um, speaking of All-Star game jerseys released, overall thoughts? I think Caps have one of the best, and that's not saying a lot because they're kind of whatever for the jerseys? Yeah. The All-star yeah, jerseys? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean... that means it's just the team's one color. With the logo. It's just like a one-color team, like I the Pittsburgh Penguins it. logo. It's just all yellow, which kind of doesn't look good. Ours looks decent, yeah. being the red. Yeah, you can't love um, them. You can't hate them. I mean, they're just simple. Yeah. All-star game jerseys. It is what it
1: is. Yeah. Uh, one dark, one white. Yeah, um, they they do. They used to throw out some ugly ass.
0: They did, but they've chairs. also thrown out some blokey heat. The, the like one, one back back in the one 90, year when they were the like the nineties with the orange. I like those. The nineties are sick. A couple years ago, what was it when they did like the neon type looking ones? Yeah, those were kind of weird. Yeah. I didn't think they were that bad, but like.
2: I was talking about more like 2006 to 2010 era. They all had, oh, like, just those like, were bad. I think the East had, I remember one year OV was on the team, and they just had, like, white with, like, red outline everything. Was yeah. it, that was a jersey. Something like
1: that, yeah. It basically looked like a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey or something
0: like that. For sure. Um, Justin Williams, old D.C. legend, Mr. Game 7. He signed. He's back with Carolina the vet minimum at 700 um, I sent you guys a tweet. I guess there was some speculation if he didn't sign with Carolina, it was kind of either rumors swirling uh, between the Caps, Bolts, or Bruins. Um, would we? Would you personally have made Panic turn in that number fourteen jersey to get Williams back?
2: Anyone? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's seven hundred thousand I mean, too. That,
2: that's for sure. I think most Caps fans would, but uh, I don't think William Williams wasn't leaving Carolina if they if were it. to sign him for two dollars. No, yeah. and his
0: bonuses are one point three million. Oh, it's really? like 200 to 100k if he plays 10 games, 200k if he plays 20 games. Um which a certain amount if they make the playoffs, which they should do. A certain yeah. amount if he for that he gets a certain amount for each series they win in the playoffs. A certain amount if they win the cup and he gets a certain amount if he gets Con Smythe. It's Damn. like 250k or something. Yeah. Um,
1: so that's good. Nice little bonus for him at the end of his career. He's got a lot of bonuses. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, good to see him back. We'll see. I guess we'll see him in a uh, Monday night, or la- I guess we saw him last night. Uh, yeah. We don't know how the game went, but I'm assuming the Caps <laughs> won like six and nothing because that was my guaranteed lock uh, uh, yeah. last episode. That was my guaranteed win when we yeah. broke down the episode series. Lastly, here before we get into some game recaps, Pecorino, he scored a goal, first goal since 2013 to do so. They asked Hopi about it. he said it was awesome, obviously, um, but said he's given up on trying to score them all together. I, I mean, I. It made me think a little bit because you used to kind of
2: see him go for it, yeah. And he hasn't done it in a couple of years. Yeah, I think it happens more often when you're not like maybe he was going for it, going for one. to hard. happen. Yeah, yeah. Pecky probably didn't have it he in mind single, at all. Let me just let hey, just like, fucking fuck it, send it. this just, thing and yeah, see what happens. Get a chance. He was behind his own net too. Yeah. Well, the dumbass uh, from the other team—I don't remember what team they were playing—but he dumped it in from the blue line, and he had so much time. Chicago. Yeah. No. No. Yep. He dumped it in Ooh. when they have an empty net. Did he really? Terrible. Yeah. Damn. I just um, saw.
0: I didn't. I didn't really like look at
1: the
2: play at all. I just saw he was behind his net. Oh. Tons like of it. time. Yeah.
0: So let's break down some games here. Um, we have three, because like I said, it's Sunday that we're recording. The episode's out Tuesday. Caps won Monday last night, 6 to nothing. So we already know how that game went. Uh, first game of the episode series here, Caps hosting the Senators, 12-0-1 in our last 13 against this Ottawa squad. A should win for the Caps, still coming off that bus from the Sharks game two days prior, so let's get into it. And it's the Senators. Uh, they strike first, long goal, first period, Anisimov. Absolutely snipes one over Sammy's shoulder, and is anybody concerned or anything at this point, or you just kind of brush it off as a one-goal hole? I think it was a shock. I mean,
2: uh, uh, I was
1: watching when it happened. I was like, "Jeez." Yeah, I brush it off. I mean, we've it's let up. The first, we've let up the yeah. first goal till. To- like, in the past, like, 10 games, it feels like.
0: Unreal shots. Yeah, we've been playing, and he absolutely sniped it in. Plus, Samuel was in net, so I felt very confident that he wasn't going to let up another one. Yeah, he wasn't
1: going to let up, like, five.
0: Um, Oshie would break it open for the Caps in the second period. That's his uh that's four games in a row with a point for him. He gets a bounce in the slot, finds the puck on a stick, and just kind of puts it in like he does. Just makes a living in that area.
1: Yep, and... uh He's just he's just ripping. He's got it. He's got it this year.
0: Yeah, it, I mean he's getting the bounces. But the sh- sh- shit's just going his way, and yeah. he's making it work. He's getting pucks in the net and scoring big goals for us. No, no, I love it. Gotta love when he's doing when he's successful. So so are the, the Caps. team is very successful. Yeah. Um, next in line, it's Gudas, Dadko bomb uh, from the boards. He goes bar south. It's second of the season for the big man, assisted by Kuzi. That Kuzi eight points in his last six games. But talk about that shot from Radko there, KP. I mean he's just. Back against the wall and just fucking fires
2: it. Talking about the Sin's first goal, another surprising goal. It's yeah. not something you <laughs> yeah. see out of Goodis, but uh <laughs> he's he's got it in him, obviously. For sure. Dude, he's been playing well lately, too. I like Goodis a lot. Yeah. I would
0: put him up on that top well, we can
1: get into it. We'll get into it. I mean, he's huge to roll but,
2: out that top four. I yeah. mean, to fill yeah. in that four spot.
0: We'll get into yeah. it here soon. Uh, period's winding down. O V gets one on net and it kinda trickles on the line, but no goal. Uh we kinda thought it was blow the whistle, take a look at it. Call stands, no goal. 20 seconds later, he rips one. is with the goal signal at the net. Uh, he's got 25 on the air, caps up 3-1, going into the third. OV goals are great OV goals are great feeling good <laughs> especially OV goals when there should have been an OV goal but it wasn't an OV goal
2: yeah and this so. is like one of those teams you know OV has a very good chance of scoring
0: yeah it's multiple goals <laughs>
2: yeah. yep exactly
0: um, it's Oshie so third period now Oshie right off the jump uh, kind of right out of the gate 4-1 to one, 2 on the day for him uh, Country Roads twice it's all good baby 4-1 caps Oshie's third multi-goal game of the year already actually so was, for, with 18 goals he's got 6 of them all in 3 games Damn, so he's just he's getting he's in bunches, uh. Yeah, he gets him he gets him in groups. Yeah. I
1: mean, I feel like that's kinda how goal scorers roll. Like Streaky. The, yeah, yeah, a little streaky here. He's and there. definitely always been a streaky guy and yeah. he has those bad streaks too. Yep, So, so does Ron like Ron is kind of the same way. Uh we'll get into that later too. But yeah. For sure.
0: Um about a minute and a half later, the Tiger in front, um, kind of outworks that D man, out muscles him, out bodies him, gets a stick on the puck bucks in the net and at this point the game's over he's got goals in three straight surprisingly point night yeah um but yeah talk about that talk about eller kp eller like i said third game in a row with a goal
2: yeah i mean if uh you look at eller how clutch he's been i mean that's another guy we can talk about being clutch he's yep. definitely for the playoffs um but just how good of a third line center he's been in general um i think he does a good job at winning majority of his face offs uh, does a good job in the z zone and uh <laughs> he's obviously putting the puck in the net. So, I mean, I mean he's, is he, he's kind of coming all around for us, I think. Is he the best third line center in the NHL? Oh, I'd have We're to look definitely, I think, look a little at each biased because you probably don't notice too many third line centers. Yeah. I'd have but, to take uh, a look at each team, but I'd say he's top five. Dude, he's got three there. I that, mean, that was like a Third huge line center a couple years ago. From, yeah. Uh, what was, we got him free agency, right? Yeah. From yeah, Montreal. He came Montreal. out of Montreal, yeah. I mean, when I. We knew nothing about this guy. He's yeah. definitely turned out to be a good sign.
0: Well, I knew who he was. Yeah,
1: I mean,
2: yeah,
0: I knew who he was. It was like, all yeah. right, Lars Eller been in Montreal. But I don't mean, think you were, ex- were you excited when we signed him. Did you really. expect right. him exactly. to literally yeah. win us the cup. Yeah. yeah. Scored the first cup-winning goal in
2: Capitals history. Yeah, that's, when yep. we signed him
0: for fucking <laughs> free he'd, he'd, agency, he'd easily like, be a
2: second-line center on some other teams. Oh, without I mean, a doubt, without a doubt. Whenever Baxter and Marcuse are he out, he steps
0: up. And actually, yeah. we talked about it in one of our episodes prior to the holiday break um, just how clutch he was when uh, we gave the stats obviously then go back and listen to it um, we gave the stats of when he has to come up when Cousy or Backstrom's out of game and he just like fucking flourishes man Preforms. yeah he's good um, so let me ask you this AB because you brought it up do you know what's better than um, garbage OV goals and losses
1: uh, Tom Wilson, garbage no. goals?
0: <laughs> garbage OV goals and blowout wins. Uh. I will take that. So that's 26 in the season. He ties Team Solani with his second of the night for 11th all time in goals. And oh. that makes it 5 1 caps. Or is that 6 1? 6 1 caps, sorry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a route. And I think Kyle called it. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, yeah, th- Kyle's, this, Kyle's
2: this the one who tweeted a us. Or we tweeted. A...
0: I tweeted out, but he texted us before the game. He was like, I think this is the game. over, he gets two or three. And what do you know? At the end of that game, too, they're saying trying so hard to get fucking Oshie the hat trick.
2: Too, yeah, they're no. just
1: jamming
0: him the puck. But not only that, but like I think on last week's pod,
2: he said I th- he said he thinks we're gonna route. Yeah, I, I think I called this for our our must win. When yeah, uh, we all picked three and uh, easy. Did he call it a must
0: win? No, I, you I guaranteed remember. it. I guaranteed it. Yeah, he, you guaranteed, guaranteed, he guaranteed it. it. Okay, when I happened?
2: guaranteed Carolina. Who, did you guarantee
0: anybody? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can say now because we've already played the three. But <laughs> yeah, I guess you. I guaranteed. Ottawa. I think you said the fires. No, I said the devils. <laughs> the devils. He uh, no. <laughs> 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 did. Caps um, improved to 12, two and two against the Atlantic Division. Sammy saves baby uh, twenty six to twenty seven. He improved to twelve two and zero. Um, low key, did you know that was his seventh straight win? Uh yeah oh.
2: Sammy, seven, I just I, Sammy. He's, had a, he's been ridiculous Sammy's on the road
1: straight win. Yeah, I saw like nine on nine in a row on the road or something yeah. like that. Sammy's or
0: seven straight overall. He becomes the first goalie in franchise history to win twelve of his first fourteen starts. And uh, the first like backup goalie to win like seven in a row since Brent mm-hmm. Johnson yeah, or something like that. So Sammy saves hell of a game. He shook that first snipe off and then shut it down. Yeah, I,
2: I mean, mean, what else can you say about him? At this point, after this game uh, coming into Philly, what are you guys thinking? Are you like you got to go? Uh, Samson off here, he's playing good. Well it's back off to back, so we had to go Holpi. Yeah.
0: But uh-huh. I was pissed at the st- yeah. You could still push him.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's I, young, he's young enough. He can we take were pissed back at the, the yeah, start
0: but. at the start of the Ottawa game when you see Hopi and that you're like, ah, would have preferred I mean when you see Sammy and that you're like, ah would have preferred Hopi. Does that mean yeah. Sammy tomorrow? Yep. Yeah. Uh plus I like, give Holpey Pride tonight, he's big on the whole pride thing. And I let know him have that. Last week. Yeah, that's we'll real. use that as a cover up to letting play letting Sammy play against Philly,
1: a better team last week we said we asked that question: Who who do we want to net against Philly? And I think your answer was Sammy. And I I kind of lean towards seeing holpi against the Flyers because I like that's a big game. Yeah, and he yeah. hasn't he hasn't performed well lately. I was like, we're gonna have to split those two games since they're back to back why not let's see if he can change something up give her give him the huff something. yeah, yeah give a, him a
2: tougher test in, so
1: in so a big game in a playoff yeah, yeah. mentality game and uh i mean he sh- he came to play that day but Sammy. yeah he was he was insane oh no hope i meant hope hope oh yeah. yeah
0: he can play we'll get into that yeah. um so also in this game carlson assist on that sixth goal that ov second goal that puts him in head that puts him ahead of bondra eighth franchises his history. And Peter Bondra's a cap legend. Cap legend. So, I mean, we've known Carlson's a cap legend, but we'll obviously tag him as Capitals legend. Yep. Um, lastly, most impressively, by far most impressively, Caps. One penalty in this game, and they kill it. Holy shit. One penalty in this entire game and they kill it. Thank God we didn't get any
2: power plays. Probably would have lost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not been it's not been good lately. So speaking of power plays, the next night Philadelphia back to back for the Caps and Philly Flyers also in a back to back they were actually coming off a loss in OT at Carolina uh, the night before that was the 6th of a 6 game Western Conference road trip uh, the Flyers in that road trip they went 1-5 with a their only, their only win and that was an overtime win so they're, they were struggling coming in but at the same time a very very good home record I don't know it exactly but they were like 14-2-3 at home compared to their absolutely shit road record yeah um, so, I guess we're going to see how this one plays out. Konechny, TK, gets to first. It's a pretty fucking brutal turnover by Jensen there on the boards, and he's alone in front, snipes it top right, one-nothing well, fly, guys.
2: I lost my mind, dude. Been, it wasn't uh, even Jensen on that play. That play was just so fucked, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know, J- man. Jensen, Jensen does fuck up, but, I mean, before that, there were some fuck-ups. I don't so know. Oh, yeah, he's were, at the blue line. Well, yeah, we, they were, we were playing, playing, bad. playing great. Yeah. We were playing bad. It was a bad shit. It was sloppy, but...
0: Jensen was fucking brutal, dude. He had f- like two or three outlet options to
1: get rid of the puck.
0: Looked at every single and one. He of gets them caught, and just didn't. He, pass he the gets called, fucking staring at his feet, spins around in a circle. Next thing you know, TK's fist pump in the crowd, and yeah. caps are down. And did he? Did he whiff on that puck? Did he try to make a pass and whiff? I th- I think so. It was pretty bad. I was
1: no. gonna say because if he did, then I'll like. That happens. Like, I'll cut him some slack. But the fact that he just didn't make a decision. Like, that was what I was really mad about. He just didn't make a decision. Just holding he had, on to the puck too yeah. long, yeah. It's un- unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Um, Backstrom, however, responds. He kind of gets a flutter puck through the wickets on Hart, kind of squeezed through. Seventh straight game with a point for Backstrom. He's kind of quietly been producing, there
1: I we mean, go. as he always hell does. Hell. I was going to say, because I was kind of ragging on him. For, not ragging
0: on him, but I said it was a slower year for
1: him this I mean, year. we talked about it last he's episode.
2: just along. Yeah. We, he
0: kind of takes the back. He doesn't really take a back burner because it's Nick Backstrom, but when we have Koozie. you just think of Kuzi, eyes are on Koozie because you just expect Backstrom to produce. Yeah. You don't complain about him. You don't pump him up. You don't kind of talk about him much, but then you're like, oh, he's got points and seven straight because yeah. he's just
2: been kind of chilling and producing. Consistent. Backstrom didn't even have to do anything on this play, though. Yeah. Talking about this play? That yeah. was the
0: yeah, OV4 checks, gets it to Tom. Hard Tom sends check. it out, and it's kind of a rough goal. Carter Hart should have had it.
2: Yeah, yeah. He should have had that It kind of fluttered if you watch it. Which I don't think back he flutters got it all the way he squeezes wanted. Squeezes between kinda the seven a yeah. little. Yeah. Perfect uh, shot. Yeah, Dan Silver. But
0: that that TikTok tac to yeah. toe by that line. I mean, all the I Flyer liked. guys yeah. we follow were just like, what the fuck? Huh? Yeah, our boy
1: Dan Silver said, Carter's got to have that. and I was like, yeah, yeah. probably
0: does. Um, not long after that, actually, it's our boy, Jacob Frana. Kuzi just kind of throws it out front. Flyer's on a delayed penalty. V finds it, posts it in. His 19th of the season. Even strength, because that's how he rolls. He didn't want to get the power play goal. He said, I'm just going to get that even strength goal, 2-1 caps. I didn't even, like, I didn't really
1: see how that got through. Did it hit off someone, or did it just go straight in?
0: Kuzi just kind of had it over behind the net, backhand, just kind of just sends it. Literally, just No, sends I meant it the, front. The, the shot, though. No, I think it just goes posting in. But, but uh, the same thing, Dan and the Philly guys were just saying that's another must-have Yeah, by Carter Hart.
1: Yeah. So, I mean... Carter Hart kind of shut the door after that, though, but obviously we'll get into it. But, yeah, because um, that was my first reaction kind of on that one, too. I was like, oh, that was kind of weak, too. I mean, we're getting we're getting some good or lucky goals, I guess, right now. I mean, you, do, you usually typically don't see those goals, to, those type of goals in playoffs.
0: No, for sure you don't. Um, so, first period, final minutes. Caps looking to get out of there with the 2-1 lead. Flyers kind of... Start working it around the boards a bit, get a nice little cycle going. To take one from the point misses, they get it right back up the point, and they it just kind of finds finds its way through. And it's a late period of dagger against the Caps two-two in a period that we should have gone up one nothing. Yeah, I mean two to one. Late late goals are momentum changers. Yeah, and, and, and they and can it, and kill late you. Late goals and early goals will fucking destroy you.
1: Yeah, first two minutes, last two minutes. Yeah, are the those worst.
0: those are daggers. Um, so Caps power play third period here one of many in the third and it's kind of a shit Carlson pass trying to jam to Cousy Hayes jumps the route and then he kind of just takes shorty for a ride and it's three two fly guys dude this and this
1: power play is just
0: looking brutal right it's now. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. Oh for five that game. Um, I think two alone were when we were down three
2: to two with chances to tie and we couldn't convert. So let's discuss power play and how fucking terrible it is at the yeah. moment. Uh, it all starts with I know AB is going to say it, so I'm going to jump on him. The fucking breakout. I mean, it starts right there. I think uh, if you can't even get in the zone, it looked like a couple times where they were doing this just. Kill the slingshot. It's not working for you. Dude, yeah. I think it kills a lot of momentum. It
1: does. It's it's
2: so stupid. It takes up too much time. Carlson, like... Get the puck in. And then do your
1: stupid shit. Yeah, like, you can't really rag on Carlson for the year he's having right now. But, dude, it does not matter. Like, you know he's going to make that pass. It doesn't matter what's in front of him or what's behind him. Literally, like, I remember in the Bruins, like, we played the Bruins this year. Brad Marchand... Is playing that pass every single time. He's sitting behind yeah. John Carlson, and he's still—they're
0: just waiting to jump it blindly, so they can go get a shorthanded goal. On it's us. so stupid. I mean, the power play since December first is thirteen is is running at a thirteen point seven percent clip, which is thirtieth in the league, which is awful. I mean, shout out to our new guy. I think his name's Blake Allen, our new blogger. He went in depth on it. Um, talked about how he can't win faceoffs in the zone, which kills us because they get the draw. And then yeah, he broke, in, he broke he broke it down now. very well. Yeah, we're us. talking
2: about faceoffs in that game. Flyers were seventy. Point six percent caps twenty nine. At one 4%. point it was yeah. That's fucking awful. Yeah. At one point it was twenty one to eight
0: in
1: favor of Philly. And the the Philly I think twenty one eight. I think the Flyers are the best face off team in the NHL. They're deep at um, center. Yeah. So they win draws. But so, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, power play face offs are probably the most I think are the most important face offs. Yeah, it's how you get the and possession. Obviously, face offs in the last like two minutes for of the sure. Game, but
0: and I just don't understand how. I mean, it's a power play that. Has historically been good, and you look at the five that are on the ice, and it's like, what the fuck? Why can't we figure anything out? It hasn't been great all season. It's been good at times. It's it's had its moments where I'm it's saying. been good for a stretch of games, two or three games, but I, for the most part, it's not been great. I don't it's like think, when
2: they gel, and then they they kind of like get out of the gel, and they can't find it again. Is what I think. I think. Well, I don't think it. I'm, I'm with Billman on this. I don't think it's looked
1: good really at no, all this season. Just, it, it but they've had they've had power plays where they will score in the last, like, 10 seconds to kind of salvage the percentage. Yeah. They've done that a lot this year. We don't spend earlier. much
0: time in the zone except for the last, like, 20, 30 seconds yeah. and you happen to squeak Either one Either that
1: in. or they'll score in the first 15 seconds of it. Yeah. For sure. And what? that also, like... It's kind of like like skews the the data on, or the the stats on that because right. I mean you're not actually at that point it's not an actual power play. Yep. if you're only scoring 15 seconds into it you're not having time to set
2: up for it it's just and actually having to pass around yeah. and right. work a system
0: so I don't know it's just ugly entries and once I mean once we once we get set up it's we're a good team it's okay well, think, but it's uh, not we're not great as we used to be yeah it's not, it's okay we gotta mix something
2: up it's well not, speaking of that what do you think uh, I think somebody actually the the kid Allen who wrote the blog I think he reported that or put out a tweet that Vrana was on the power play one in practice yeah they took Kuzi off and put Vrana in his spot. So. Which, yeah, oh we'll get to that God, for sure. God, I mean, you um, say that, but fuck, he, at least he's doing something. I'd, I'd rather see Tom Wilson in the OV spot. Well, change, change everybody says, something. everybody yeah, says, no, I definitely. How do you want to stop change? this power play?
0: Because they have so many options. They got Backstrom, they got Kuzi, they can get it off front of They have Carlson in the seasons he's having. They have OV over there, is clapping one bombs, one teeth. But we get in the zone, and if we do get set up, it's what are we doing? We're giving it to Kuzi or Backstrom right there, and he's either A, forcing it to Oshie in the slot, B, Giving it to Carlson, and, and they then, and they
2: just play the back and forth that's game and for two. like
0: a minute. And then so what's Carlson doing? He's either shooting it or giving it to Ovi. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, even down so. in the
2: corners, I've noticed a lot of teams are putting that pressure on Kuzi yep. and Backstrom. They, they, they like to work it. work that little wall corner right there. And they're uh, Kind of turning it over. Yeah, and that that's kind of fucking us up.
1: Um, what I've always said, I've said this for probably the past two to three years now, and uh, Scott's been saying this too. They need to work in a rotation play. I don't know how they, they might be the only NHL team that doesn't have a rotation. That
0: puck play. does not come to the left side of the ice unless Ovi misses a pass or it's coming to him on a exactly. One it's two. basically we don't we don't run around. Yeah, like you watch Toronto, they're fucking all over the place. Dude, that's They're zigzagging, I said. they're drop passing, they're back and forth, they're weaving, and it's just they're using the entire zone. Exactly. We're using We're using the bottom right. We're, we're playing a four on three on half the ice. It's basically what that. we're doing. The puck never
1: the,
2: comes to UV spot unless for a shot. It's yeah. Looking for a shot.
0: Maybe half saying half the ice is generous because we use the bottom right side. Yeah. The only time the puck's coming up is if it's going to fucking Carlson. Yeah. So
1: I was like, I when we were at the Colorado Avalanche game this year, I because I wanted to a, see McKinnon example, play. Example too of a lot of good weaving and movement. And, yeah, I wanted to see McKinnon play. I'd never seen him play in person before. It was awesome, by the way. Uh, he, on their power play, he played every single position. He was at the top, working the top. One point, he was in, in the ov spot. He was in the
0: backroom spot. He was behind the net. That's what they need to tell ov all over. There the place. is well, it's not ov. It's there's a massive difference between a puck-moving power play and a flat-footed power play. The Caps are very much a flat-footed power play where everybody has yep. their designated position. There's not much movement besides what we talked about, digressing back to the bottom half of that that bottom right side. There's no movement right, in so terms of people moving their legs. It's puck I movement. I think the it's first very guy to move is Ovi. But when it's a flat-footed power play, what's the PK doing? They're flat-footed. you got to watch not, them if the, they're cheating. There's a difference between being flat-footed on a PK and a penalty kill. I mean, a power play and a penalty kill. If are flat-footed on the power play they know where the puck's going. If they're flat-footed right. on the penalty kill, they're fine. They're in their zones. They got their stick space. They know where everybody yeah, is on the ice. they're going back, to f- back they, and forth, back and forth. They're like, all forth. right, Ovi, we know Ovi's there. We know Carlson's here. Whereas, like you mentioned, the avalanche and the Leafs, when it's continuous movement and zigging and weaving and zagging, the PKs, that's when the PK gets caught chasing. Right. And like the Carolina did to us. They called Gouda's fucking chasing at the
2: blue line. If you can get a defender to chase you to the blue line, you're moving.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then that puck's, boom, somewhere,
2: and it's a goal. Move, uh, move Ovi. Open up that open space. Put Ovi, where are you going to put him besides? Probably the front of the net. So this him to is go where, to that front of the net, that slot spot. Right. And, then Kuzi can have that whole open spot. John Carlson can, can move down. He can go up and down. He can move. If you move that stick of Ovi and try to put it in front of the net, have him come back and forth. Have him have that lane yeah. and then try to move some shit around. You got to do something. So open back
1: some to space. back to your flat-footed versus moving power plays. Like when we're a flat, we are a flat-footed power play, whenever there's a 50-50 battle, They're beating us to it because we're flat-footed
0: Yeah, 80% of the time. I guess if if we're flat-footed, the PK is flat-footed, but that works for the PK's advantage. Because they're moving from spot to spot when they make a pass. Even a team like Tampa not completely flat footed but they don't there's not a lot of movement but the thing is the thing is they have two out, goal scorers on have, each side they have two Ovechkins on each side yes. so if you're a PK you're like is it going to Samkos or Kucherov we can't it, cheat to one guy they, or else we'll get fucking torched by the other rip.
2: they can run the same play we do but on either side yeah, yeah, that's exactly. the thing we're, and they we're have running Braden, that same play running so that same so corner with backs from an OC. and they have Braden Point in right.
1: the Oshi spot who right. is also lethal hey stud yeah and then yeah. well one more thing is I think like oh, so you were saying to move Ovi ovi has got to move Not a little bit. Not just in
2: general, just diversity.
1: You got to change yeah, something right, up. Right. I I think. There's I have Show him something new. There's two things that I would do. One, you got to work in a rotation play. Um, a three v three overtime mentality when it's a lot of drop
0: passing and yeah. cutting in front of your own guy and, and
1: like movement. just almost like like kind of like how the avalanche did they like literally are just going in a circle everyone is everyone is playing everywhere exactly um, but I would like to see ov I've said this for like two or three years whenever the power play is like not working I would like to see ov kind Of rotate into the OSHI spot, OSHI kind of drops back into the Carlson. Carlson goes to the OV spot, so they're at least those three are moving. I know it can be risky at the point with OSHI up there and not Carlson, yeah, but still, it's there's still some movement. And then and then they're like, oh, shit, OV's in the middle of the ice, what the
2: fuck do we do now? They kind of it kind of gets and he's right there to crash the net, and he's, he's right lethal true. on picking up those pucks, right? I mean, he's Rebounds, p- he's a very yeah. good rebound yeah. score, um, tipping
1: it in, everything. One, that two, if it's not fucking working, dude. At this point, it's so bad and we're letting up all these shorthanded goals. I would just run lines. Honestly.
0: I mean, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Just, well,
2: just look, play. Just be like, dude, we're not on a power play. They just happen to have one less guy. The play, play how you normally play. The Flyers game, when yeah. we went 0 for 5, I wanted to see something different. I think I was tweeting out there, fucking throw the second line out there dude, to, start, the for- to start it. Throw the fourth line out there. Right. Fuck it, dude. Something. Fourth line grind's
0: been on one, too. So last thing here, so we can get to the Devils game. Um, We've all been hard. Ex- especially A.B. though, um, but all of us are <laughs> hating it. Nick Jensen, the better half of the season, we've been on his case, but I think this was, this was the game, this was the... Jensen is bad coming out game because Twitter oh, it was a roast off. fest and they fucking we ever nah, I don't want to say we because we were the only ones, but Twitter caps Twitter dragged him through the mud. So let's get thoughts on Jensen. Let's throw out some hot takes for right now. I think it was noticeable. He was that. He
1: bad. needs to be. It gone. was so noticeable gone.
2: that even the basic fans I hear could Vegas see it. is looking for a defenseman. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm at the point with how, him. Where how long it's,
2: has he been here? Like a year and a half, maybe. This year, or maybe
1: not even a year. He came. Half. He came
0: over last year.
1: Yeah. At the, de- at the deadline right at the deadline or a little
0: before it, it maybe a little before but, but we
1: signed him right away right to like yeah. four years yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah like automatically like right away yeah before we even saw anything from him yeah <laughs> like, like this guy's gotta be good because he topped <laughs>
2: on a good team and he's playing well on the third so line so I think one of the biggest things people were bitching about when he came over was his size and I don't think that has anything that's hurting his play he's just doing a lot of stupid shit
0: dude yeah Very, he looks lost yeah like he, just lost that's why, why I'm like, like well he's got no confidence right now it's like it doesn't matter about right. confidence he doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah, he does. He, he they are right
1: though. He has no confidence, which can hurt. Like once you get in a law just still like that, systems. Yeah, which once you get in a law like that, it's it's just like I don't know. It, you can't get out of it really. I mean, the only way to, for him to get out of it is probably by scoring like. A goal or two. do you and think
0: it's scoring with him, or do you think it's defensive?
1: I plays saw this stat both. too. Sorry, I'd, sti- I'd
2: much rather see him sorry. play better defensively.
0: I really want to stay on the subject for just a quick minute because Abe mentioned it. To, you said he needs to get out of this by scoring. I saw a stat somewhere. I didn't write it down. I fucking showed. Oh up. yeah, he hasn't scored like, in like games. He hasn't games. scored in like two hundred games, but he's got like the most shots on net. Yeah, he's like very high. He's got like one hundred and twenty-two shots on net. Hasn't scored on one. He is the fourth lowest shooting and percentage like, of all time. And he's got Fuck. like the, he's got one of the highest shooting percentages of getting pucks through from the point and not getting blocked. And he. Can't can't score, or get a point.
2: Yeah. Put this guy on the first line for a couple games, get him a goal, get him some confidence, <laughs> yeah, and fuck. let's That'd see. Be wild. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I, I've definitely seen players uh, that I've followed, even Haglin. You could see him with the Kings; he had no confidence, playing like shit. Comes over the Caps. I think he's buzzing right now. He's yeah. having a good year. It, his game. A lot of people it. are shitting on Haglin. I don't, don't know, know why. why. Yeah. I don't
0: know why. He's like we thought scoring. He's like he's not supposed to. Yeah, I who think the he fuck looks cares? good. He's not supposed he, to. Has score. anybody
2: watched him on the PK? I think he looks pretty good. We yeah, get he it. looks fine. You've been
0: spoiled with Lars Eller and Brent Connolly and Andre brokoski as. A third line that is sh- a second line on 30 other teams in the league. Yeah. But fuck off. Hagelin is not here to be a goal scorer. He's here to PK. He's here to provide depth. He can score. He will score at times. He'll have his moments, but and they come in clutch spots. But I don't get the hate for him. Yeah. I don't.
1: I don't understand it either. I mean, he's he does his he does his role perfectly. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, I love what he does. But he, yeah, back to like the Jensen thing. Uh-huh. Like you think he's looking to trade him before the deadline here? I don't well. think... Hold they, on,
2: before uh, that... The I Caps wanna, are
0: not in any... That is, I feel like
2: there's not any trade mindset at yeah, all. Yeah, that, very all. true. But um, if you had to pick... I know we've talked about this, just us three. Jensen or Panic, though? Jensen. Would you rather see not the defense kind of... To or keep or to give away? All right, so you want to oh. trade one. GMBM says, uh, we're either trading Jensen to get us... Gun to your head which one Decent do you keep, de- Yeah, that's, oh, what, that's pretty much head, what I mean. I'm picking Panic. I'm keeping Panic, yes. Okay. So you I think Jensen's more the liability, pretty much? Yes.
0: yes. In the playoffs, yes. As our quote-unquote number four defenseman, our second-line defenseman, huge liability. I don't give a shit if the third line goes cold for three weeks. I give a shit if our f- number four defenseman is giving up blatant three goals in the
2: last three games yeah Yeah, and i think we talked about it earlier gudis is playing pretty good he can kind of he can round round out that fourth spot if you just get rid of that's a guy playing we don't he
0: can but we don't want
2: him to we brought him here to hold down that third line yeah Yeah, we want jensen to step the fuck up and then gudis is a solid fucking
0: so let's let's onward here last game caps devils so kaipi you mentioned it how does todd fix his power play well He sends down arguably the hottest player on the team (laughs) in (laughs) Kuzi. Jesus. Arguably the hottest player on the team in Kuzi, the second power play, brings Vrana up, which I don't hate. AB, you've been on it for a while, saying Vrana needs to be on that power play. But the question is being, who does he replace? Because as we mentioned earlier, Backstrom quietly producing. So we'll see what happens. It's the Devils. They're dealing with some injury, too. So they didn't have a full lineup um, in terms of their stars. So you're thinking Caps should roll. So let's start here. Three nothing devils before we know it. First one, hope he just kind of gets beat. Second one, rebound, but the third. Oh, the, the first third. one. I thought the first one was really bad, too. Yeah, he, uh, who was it? He's kind of just came came down the wall, just beat everybody, and uh, just yeah. put it over his shoulder. Or
1: something. He's, he's your or Heiser? Heiser, yeah, yeah. Heiser. And no, it wasn't over Michael the shoulder. Heiser. It went five hole. Yeah. Right.
2: And actually, the guy that was tra- chasing him down, Richard, Richard Panic. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know what defensively <laughs> I mean, happened there. 50, 50 but uh, yeah, Panic was the guy who trying to chase up? him down.
0: I don't know. Jensen or Panic, neither were on the ice. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, Like we said. So the third one, it's Caps Power Play shorthanded goal and this is a kind of very scary trend that the caps are becoming all too familiar with is letting in shorties. Dude, it's ridiculous.
1: How how does how do we let up two breakaways on on the power play? In that in one in one single power play that we let up two breakaways. They scored on the first one, luckily they didn't score on the second one. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I don't know. Like it's it's just is it just bad it's bad decision making. It's just it's I mean it's definitely a coaching issue I
2: think. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to start holding them accountable, especially shorties. Shorties is fucking bullshit. Yeah. you got to be reaming your guys out.
0: Two games in a row you're giving up a shorthanded goal. Teams give up two in a season, Yeah, and you just did it in a week. Yeah. Sit, sit <laughs> that first power Not play Not even a down. week, <laughs> like four days. Um, so reared and power play adjustment, I guess – does pay off. Verona scores on the power play. He's already at 20 on the year. He makes it a 3-1 game. I mean, I wouldn't say it paid off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a 3-1 game. At that point, uh, and the way the Caps were playing up to that, I didn't really take the goal for anything. To be fair, all right, let's put this out here. Let's have an honest moment between the three of us. KP, did you watch the Devils game? I did not. I just saw the highlight. AB, did you watch the Devils game? Same. Me, did I watch the Devils game? Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, So, it was Saturday night. Uh, I mean, I personally, I had, I was doing like a bourbon and um, steak dinner type thing. It was fucking delicious. Yeah, West, Virginia, West Virginia was on at 6 p.m. basketball, baby. We're back. We're cruising. Playoff football was on all fucking day. And I was like, am I really going to switch between three games right now? I was at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> maybe <mean, laughs> it was in Baltimore. In Baltimore at so, a bar. To be well, fair, and I think a
2: lot of, well, both of you will say this, even myself, uh, all three of us maybe. Thought this game was going to be a win. Thought it was a lot. Yeah,
0: I mean, really wasn't worried you're about watching. Caps it. Devils and I'm in my head. My like, two playoff football games on. I got steak on the grill. I yeah. got bourbon. There's people over. It's not, like they played good against Ottawa. I they mean, they played good five on five wise
1: against Philly or decent. Yeah, but so I don't know.
0: After that, um, Devils scored two more goals. He gets his second of the game. It's a one time bomb, and then Wood gets an empty netter. Devils win five to one. And was that the worst Caps loss of the season? Prove me otherwise if not. Uh, I saw that a lot on
1: Twitter that it was the worst 60 minutes they've they've played probably in like two years. Um, yeah, I so, saw a lot
0: of lazy talk. Um, team looks lost. Be careful here because once we claim it, it is true. Do we want to put the Caps in the category of a slump? Do we want to put no. the, the S-word
2: tag on the Caps or are we slumping? What do you and mean? We won't Throw it around. I'll say no. Are the Caps Why? slumping? I don't think they're slumping. I mean, a slump to me would be a team's going on a five, six-game losing streak uh, more than once in a couple, a couple of weeks. I mean, twice. What are they, What's their record in their last ten? Mm, Stack guy. Uh, not great. So let's see.
0: Lost to the Devils. <laughs> lost to Philly. Where's my phone? Beat. <laughs> i want to look this up. Lost to the Devils. Lost to Philly. Oh, Before sorry. that, we beat Ottawa. Before that, was that the Carolina game we won in Carolina?
2: Yeah, but how so, I mean, how can you hate on? The last four all right, or... so you're gonna use the Flyers' games a loss. Like if we're three-two game against a Metro Division a team, it's a loss. But I mean, that's if, a good. Te- you're not gonna say that team's slumping. In our last ten, if we're five and if if we're under five and five, we're slumping.
1: I would say.
0: I'd say. So I mean, say we're not playing. Let's see. Would Devils have lost. Philly lost. Ottawa win. Oh, Sharks win. Carolina win. Um, Islanders lost before that. Carolina lost before that. So let's see. Devils. Philly. So, 0 oh 2. Ottawa Sharks, 2 and 2. Carolina, 3 and 2. Islanders, 3 and 3. Carolina, 3 and 4. Columbus, 4 and 4. Boston lost, 3 four and 7, five. 4 and 5. Tampa win, three, three to one. So, so we so like five for five, five hundred over the last oh, ten. Right. But well, I mean, it's a not bl- it's a blowout Boston loss. It's a bad loss in Carolina. It's a shitty loss. The worst loss of the season to the Devils. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I mean, if, from what I've been watching, I guess I'll just stick with the past week. We could have went. Three and zero oh, in these three games we're talking about. If we fucking would have showed up on the power play, Flyers game yeah, 0 for yeah, five. That is correct. Devils is game correct. one that's, for five. You should have won game. You can and
0: win you both lo- those games. The game winning goal on the was play. on yeah. our
2: power play. Our
0: power play gave up the game winning goal. I the, guess that's. I guess that's true. I this mean, team's it, not playing so, bad. They're just uh, not all in game t- exe- t- executing. No S word. We're not. We're throwing the S word out the window.
2: Yeah, That's I mean, I I know. Okay. you guys can I'm ride it. With that. I'm fine with that. Our no. special
0: teams is we in a slump. We ride as a team, we die as that a, team, is yeah. a That can be our
2: new S word. Our sp- special teams. Our special teams is in a slump. Five-on-five five hockey, I think we're... Well, no. besides the Devils game, that was bad, but... Well, listen to this Devils game real quick. I wrote these stats down. So, shots on goal, Caps 34, Devils 22. Face-off percentage, Caps 44%, Devils 55%. And we just lose uh, the face-off battle hits, every fucking caps game. Caps 19 hits, misery. Devils 13 hits. I, I don't mean, take much into account of hits, because the more hits you have, the less you have the puck. I mean, the Caps, you know but mean? if you watch Caps games, when they if hit a, a lot, team, they play again. The true. Senators but, game, the Caps uh, out-hit them 24-19. to 19. Not a huge difference, but we're banging the body a little more. 25-24 Valid all around. Yeah, he is right. We usually
1: win games when we're sh- like just absolutely out hitting a team. We have to be like, um, skating um, hard. Caps are six,
2: seven,
0: one versus the Metro this year. That's not great. No. Um. Hopey stops seventeen of twenty-one, so not a heavy load for him. Six straight games, Hopey's given up three plus goals in that span. Twenty-three goals against. Dude, it's uh,
1: he's he's it's not
0: good. It's not good. Is he? He's in a slump. Playing for a. Cheaper contract? I'd rather it's sp- happened now. We can spin it that way. So let's let's real quick before we kick it over to Keith the Coin and our awesome interview. Let's talk this. Let's talk three players. Hopi Jensen Panic. We've already hit the fucking Jensen and the Panic nail on the head. So let's talk Hopi right now. What is the idealistic scenario with him? Because if we sign, when's when? F- biggest question here being when's the Seattle expansion draft? This off season?
1: I think so. Yes.
0: So if we sign him, do they just automatically take him? Maybe I mean I don't think We
1: protect him I think we protect Sammy over Holpe I think so um, Have to You have to go with age Who else this would they Who else would they take Especially on a new contract On every team Look Unless, at every team In the league And you have to kind of think I mean They could play chess here And not checkers uh, And just sign with A one year contract Which would kind of Fuck over Seattle
0: It would <laughs> e- 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 For like a stupid Amount of money though Yeah Because if it's a Doable contract Seattle will take that They don't care they yeah, can take that uh, money on. Yeah, I guess that's true. But why waste the time negotiating with him and taking up cap space and then having to worry about that when he's well, just going to get
2: plucked? Well, what's the deal with the draft and in, in consideration I think there's he's going to be a free maybe. agent. So if they draft him, he becomes a free agent this offseason, No, I think right? the,
1: I think the rules are the exact same. I think cuz
0: I
2: think it? I thought I think, they
0: changed it a little bit. I think because Vegas did so well they were like let's not change it. PSA staying right. tuned for cuz that's not that's not going to be too well for the season. So there's a summer segment episode. We'll we'll sit here and to three down. We'll, no, we'll, we'll draft a Seattle team our own. Okay. Well, that that's what we we'll need to figure out. Think of who's out. gonna. We'll, we'll look at each roster. We'll think of who each team's gonna protect, and we'll just draft their own Seattle team and see what happens. Yeah, I'm down for that.
2: Right, but what I was getting to with the Hopi thing is, I don't. Why would they even look to draft him if he still couldn't? Like, I don't know the rules there. could he say no? I'm not signing there, mm. even though you drafted me.
1: Claw down. Um, Pass me. An I don't. Right? He could technically. It's yeah, Sunday, I think that's. Day. I think that's why Vegas didn't draft. Like there were a lot of players. That's good it. players that they could have drafted. So maybe this is something that would help
2: us out with not worrying about the
1: draft. Like they could have drafted Shattenkirk off us, but his contract was expiring. He didn't have to sign with him. That's why they didn't draft like Shattenkirk, who was yeah. at the time so pretty a, good. It,
2: we'll it, hope it, he could be like uh, the Mark Andre Fleury of Vegas. He they, could definitely, he yeah. definitely still has enough in him to fucking be a franchise 1,000%. goalie that's and exactly, build another that's, franchise. That's exactly what Seattle's thinking and planning for. A I thousand percent.
0: Yeah, um, sign him for like eight years till he's like thirty eight years yeah. old and. Yeah,
1: he,
2: he is a
0: hippie. He so might want not, to go to So let's not Seattle. go into yeah. the Seattle probably, talk anymore because we'll save that for a summer segment because yeah. we got stuff to talk about. So right now, let's throw it over to Keith the Coin, um, Talked to him the other week. Awesome guy, awesome interview, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. All right, guys, we now welcome on a very special guest. Over a 1,000 professional games played, A 1,000 professional points scored. Dutch Ice Hockey League MVP and champion. Two-time Calder Cup champion with our Hershey Bears here and the 2010 AHL MVP, Keith Acoin. Keith, how are you? Thanks for coming on the show.
3: What's up, guys? Thanks for having
0: me. Stick good to tap. be on. Stick tabs for yeah, all the accomplishments. It's, and then yeah,
3: tore up sure. Europe for a, a good I've been, bit. I haven't done, I've, I've done many interviews the last couple of years since I've been fired, so <laughs> it might, be, it might be a little might be a little rusty. Oh, that's all right. We'll have to get into
0: why that happened. So, like I said, we're going to talk some caps. We're going to talk <clears throat> some Hershey. But I guess we'll set a little background first for uh, kind of a lot of people that may not know. I mean, undrafted to one of the most, I would say, dominant AHL players of all time being 7th, uh, all time on that scoring list. Um, kind of take us through your career a little bit as a kid and, <laughs> and youth, and kind of when it hit you when you realized that you know hockey could is could seriously be a thing for you.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I grew up in uh, Waltham, well, Massachusetts, and um, and then I moved to Chelmsford when I was twelve. And um, you know, back then you didn't have to play junior hockey the way it is now. So mm-hmm. you know, all the good hockey players in Massachusetts all played for you know the town hockey team or whoever or high school and. I ended up having a good four years with my, my high school and um, you know I just never got a division one look um, you know I always had the so I was too small I wasn't a good enough skater um so I end up going and playing at Norwich University, you know, one of the better Division Three schools there are, in,
4: yeah.
3: in uh, D three hockey. So, and um, I'm going there, and you know I was able to develop as a player. And I played a lot for four years. And um, you know, if I went Division One, maybe I wouldn't have played until I was a senior or something like that. So I was able I was able to develop as a player, and um, so I think that experience. Been, yeah, a lot of ice time benefited that way. Um, so that's you know it's kind of how it looked and um you know when you're undrafted you know you there's a good chance you're gonna have to work your way up through you know whatever leagues you you start in and um yeah work you right know up
1: they, through ECHL AHL all that
3: yeah you know coming out of college um Tom Rowe who was the coach of the Low Lock Monsters at the time knew my coach at college and my coach in college Mike McShane gave him a call to tell him you know I got a guy that deserves a chance and um, you know, he gave me a first try out and the Little Rock monsters and they were with uh, Carolina Hurricanes at the time and nice. So that's kind of how it all
0: started. There it is. Uh, And then we got to the point where we mentioned that uh, you do go undrafted. So I guess two-part question here, kind of what's the mindset and thought process um, deciding to enter yourself into the draft and then the afterthought of, all right, I was undrafted. I mean, do you almost have to think to yourself, what's next in terms of, you know, which league would be a good fit? Where should I try out? (coughs) Um, Curious to know kind of how you handled that and how you went through that process.
3: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. Or I didn't expect to get drafted. Um, nobody, there wasn't anybody going D three at that time playing, you know, pro hockey. Never mind get drafted. So um, I had the mindset. I kind of figured that I wasn't going to get drafted, and that you know I would have to come in and prove myself, you know, work my way up and do the, you know, whatever level I had to start at. Um, so that was just kind of the way that was. So I didn't really never expect to get drafted. Um, like I said, you know, there's only one or two guys. That, playing pro hockey that played D3 so I knew it was going to be a kind of a grind to get to where I wanted to be and um, after my first year of playing uh, my first training camp in the AHL I knew I could play at the AHL level as long as I got a chance and you know I was able to capitalize on that chance and kind of just work my way that way.
0: And then a lot of it, I think, well, of what people have said is just obviously being undersized, I guess, in that period of time. Whereas, you know, some bigger guys. um, But I mean, do you kind of see the game now and where it is and how it's kind of somewhat dominated by these smaller and more skill forward? You kind of think to yourself like, shit, man, if I was 10 years later, I might have been a perfect fit right there in that first or second round
3: yeah definitely. I think um you know the first five years of my career was you know it stopped you know hockey was a lot bigger, and you know you could hook you could hold there was they didn't call that kind of stuff, so it was kind of a different game right and then um but yeah, I mean the guys were guys were big, so it was a big that was the biggest thing for me coming out of college was getting used to the size of guys that was the toughest part for me to develop. And, you know, I knew I had to get stronger after playing one year. Um, But I think if if I was, you know, coming up now – or, you know, like 10 years ago, eight years ago, I think it would have been a whole different ball game. But, um, you know, that's just the way it goes. And, you know, I had a really fun career and I made it a lot further than most people expected. So um, I got to play till I was 40 years old, so I can't complain, you know? Yeah, sure. (laughs)
1: You you see guys like like yourself and like Tim Stapleton, they'll like rip it up in the AHL, but like it's it's just the size difference in that era of hockey where they just can't contain an an NHL career throughout like a long-term career.
3: Yeah, I think it's that you know. Um, at the same time, you know, guys like us, when we get called up um, from the HL to the NHL, you know, you're kind of put on the fourth line role, or you don't you don't play as much as you usually do, and then, right, so it's right. kind of hard at that aspect, you know. Like like Tim Stavilton, myself, you know, we get called up and you know put on third, fourth line role, and on the power play. So you know that was a kind of a disadvantage of that at that um, yeah. the way that went, but. Um, then sometimes you just some guys just you know didn't didn't do their job when they did get called up right. so you know everybody's different um, in that aspect so it's all about taking advantage of your time when you get called up and um, doing the job that you're supposed to do but you know every player is different you know I always felt like if I was put on a third, fourth line role that I could adjust my game and play at that kind of role um, you know which I did with the Capitals towards like the, I think it was right. my last year with the Capitals uh-huh. I don't play with um, Mike Canooble and, and Joel Ward we were aligned in, times, in yeah. the playoffs yeah so um, that's just kind of the way it goes
0: yeah I mean you, you mentioned that getting called up not getting as much ice time I mean and that four years spent with the Caps organization I mean you spend some time in DC playing between 10 and 30-ish games Um, I mean you're on the Bears your guys are having a great season you're personally lighting it up then you get the call to come play uh, which you know is probably going to be limited minutes uh, on the Caps so when you do get that call is it kind of almost like I mean we're winning a ton I'm playing well and maybe I don't kind of want to go up there and screw up my game for these couple games or is it now the Caps just called I'm packing my shit now I'm uh, going up to play in the NHL
3: Yeah, I always, whenever I got that call, I was excited. Um, Didn't matter where I was or whatever. If you're getting a call in the NHL, that's your your goal or where you want to be. That's kind of just the role that you have. Um, So I was never disappointed when I got that phone call. I was always excited um, throughout my whole career. Didn't matter how old I was or whatever. It was always another opportunity of myself to prove that I can play there on a regular basis, which I always thought I could do once I you know, felt like my game was NHL ready, which took, you know, five, six years for me to develop into a guy that I thought I could play at the NHL level, so um... You know, whenever I got that call, it was not not there was no better call you got. Yeah, for sure. Get called
0: um, up, so. Yeah, speaking of the excitement of getting that call, I mean, just take us through kind of that first season in the organization, oh eight oh nine, and getting that first call um, to the Caps and kind of walking in that locker room for the first time, being around the young core. I guess the young era for the Caps that was going on at the time with Backstrom and Novechkin and Mike Green and what all was going on here. Yeah, Alex Sandman too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, it was it was it was awesome. I mean, those they were young at that time, but. It was also kind of the changing of the guy of, of the of the of the division that they were in. Right. You know, the year before that, they took over the division over the Carolina Hurricanes, and so it was kind of stepping into an up and coming organization. So, um, but those guys were great. You got to get to, got to get to know those guys in training camp. Um, you know, that, for a guy like myself, that was the best part about training camp is you got to know the guys and. Um, you know how they played and, and when you got called up it wasn't much of an adjustment period you kind of already knew the guys from training camp and everything like that so um, that always helped out but those guys are great every time I got called up you know they welcomed us with open arms like you know we were one of the guys so huh. that's what's great about hockey players I mean you can go anywhere oh, and sure you know, they treat it, they treat you kind of like you are know, one of the guys no matter what so now is there it was any, a lot of fun to be a part of
0: is there anyone in particular that kind of stood out to you the most in terms of I guess just being helpful or yeah, taking over the locker room yeah one bit. guy you kind of think back and pinpoint like made an impact uh, on you or uh, your situation or just the team in general
3: yeah i mean it's tough to pick one guy i thought um you know bradley and stuck are always very you know funny guys and always kind of outgoing always friendly with me um you know Veskin was always a friendly guy too you know people yeah. always ask me now like what's alex Veskin like I mean, Like he's one of the better guys in the game of hockey um yeah, so they're just enjoying the uh, game yeah, but that, the group of guys they always had there was always welcome. There was always good guys. It seemed like they were always a very close locker room. Um, they always seemed to hang out. You know, have to practice, go to lunch, after games, go to grab dinner. So, um, a lot of times when I was up there getting called up during my four years there, was, I knew a lot of those guys from Hershey, like Carlson, Alsner, mm-hmm. uh Matty Perot. So I knew a lot of those guys from playing with them in Hershey as well. So that was the adjustment period of getting called up there was very easy.
2: That's yeah, it. kind of seamless. Yeah, I think when you were in Hershey, yeah. you got uh, to see John Carlson when he kind of came into the Caps organization. Uh, how was he like as a rookie? I guess coming in, playing with Hershey, going back and forth.
3: Yeah, he was great. I mean, I think the first year we were there, he came after junior, so he you know played a couple weeks and then the playoffs. Um, but you could see that he had the. I didn't expect him to. Be what he is now, right, as in, like yeah. you know, this year the Norris Trophy guy. But you know, coming in, everybody's talking about how good he was going to be. But you could see the type of player he was. He was good in the power play. He was good defensively, and you <clears throat> knew he was going to grow and get bigger and stronger like he did. But um, you know, I watched a game the other night that he was playing. I mean, his game is you know come full circle. It's you know he's probably the best defenseman in the league the way he's playing right now. It kind of reminds me of Mike Green you know the first right. couple of years you was there you know it was pretty similar to that um, yeah. in that one but um, be a little better defensively
0: and... yeah for sure yeah. Um, I kind of want to ask you about the two seasons in Hershey the back-to-back championships we will kind of go one by one because I mean I feel like you'd say that was maybe the best two years in terms of your hockey life I mean you're winning Two straight AHL championships and MVP. Uh, so let's go through that first one. I mean, uh ninety six points in seventy <clears throat> games. You guys win the Calder Cup, like we said. Neuvert uh, MVP for the playoffs. Uh your first pro hockey championship, correct me if I'm wrong there. I mean correct, yeah. yeah, just take us through that playoff run and I guess finally achieving that Calder Cup and then obviously the celebration afterwards.
3: Yeah, I mean I mean we're we loaded those two years. Um you don't you don't usually find teams at that level. With the talent that we had, um, you know, we we wrote four lines in 60, and you know, we had New Earth as a goalie, um, and then I think Hopi, this the second year, or both in the second year. I don't really, that's not bad. I've, I've, been <laughs> the, I've been hitting the head a lot, so <laughs> bear with me a little bit. Um, but, um, you know, we had got a lot of guys on, on those, you know, especially the. That second year, but the first year, we had guys that were, you know, either a little young, not ready for the NHL yet, or we had guys that, you know, kind of on that borderline of beating a full time NHL player and they just weren't quite ready yet. Um, you know, guys like myself, they're a little bit older, that, you know, kind of that extra four that when they need a guy called up. So we were loaded, and I, you know, I got to play with uh, Alex Giroux and, and Graham Mink my first year. And, um, those two guys are pure goal scorers. So, you know, when me and Alex were put together, you know, he would find an to get open and that was a passer so it kind of just worked out perfectly um, and you had Chris Bork you know Matt Perot at the mm. second line Moved and we just yeah. really just loaded I mean teams knew when they were playoffs those two years there was a very good chance they were going to lose you know <laughs> and you know you know, we weren't cocky as a team but you know we were confident and yes. we you know we went into every game expecting to win but um, you know when we got to the playoffs those two years I mean we kind of you know personally, I knew we weren't going to lose unless we blew it ourselves. Yeah, and then, just running the table, um, basically. Yeah, I mean, the second the second year there that we won it, I and mean, when in the finals against Texas. We lost the first two games at home, and then we ended up winning fourth straight. Four straight um, yeah. So that was just the type of team that we had. You know, we had a confidence, and, um, you know, the partying was fun. That's the best part, right? So <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
1: So who would you say, yep. like, in that locker room was, like, the main leader of, the, of that locker room, or where did the yeah, leadership come from?
0: Yeah, thinking of AHL, you kind of don't know how many guys are going to stay and go and stay and go so
3: cool. yeah I mean it's, a, it's actually an easy question for me to answer it's the, the guy whose name was Brian Helmer I'm, I'm sure you guys might have heard of him or not but mm-hmm. um, sure. he ended up getting called up for a couple of times between those two years but he was you know he was I mean, 35 36 maybe at that time but um, he was the best, probably the best guy personally I've ever played with, and best captain I've ever played with. I mean, he was just a great guy off the ice. He would do anything for you um, But that was a, that's an easy answer from me. I mean, he was one of the best players I've ever, best person off the ice and off the ice that I've ever played with. And if you ask anybody, they'd say the same exact thing about him. Um, still in contact with him. He's a, I think he's a GM of Hershey now, actually. Wow. So he's still in, he's still involved with uh, the Bears and the Capitals.
0: There it is. Uh, so you mentioned uh, the partying's a good time afterwards. What I kind of want to see or figure out what the difference is. I mean, granted, a lot of guys that win it will say they may win it over twice over a six-year, seven-year span, and they're like, yeah, the first time's all partying. The second time, I kind of hang out with the family, take it easy. Enjoyed it more. Yeah, but, I mean, it's back-to-back for you guys, so it's not like there's a huge amount of time difference, and it's basically the same squad. But, I mean, was there any difference, uh, if any, between the first championship, I guess, partying and the second? <laughs>
3: Um, I think we went harder the second year <laughs> yeah, oh, there I, go. <laughs> I mean it's hard to win a championship three right. years in a row, so i think I think guys realize that we kind of really enjoyed ourselves that year but um, the first year after you won it, you could get the trophy um so you know that summer you got it for a weekend, you picked a weekend, you got it for the for the weekend, and you know that summer we had it for a weekend, we had a big party, a family party, and then we had you know friends and family party, so that was cool thing to have I didn't do that the second year just you know because we did it that one year but right. um, but yeah, we had a lot of the, the, the great part about those two teams is it was, uh, you know guys got called up went sent back down and then you know you had guys like Carlson coming late into the year but we had such a group, a close group of guys that you know we just really enjoyed you know playing together and you know hanging out so we won, you know. It was just it all came together. So, and the Hershey, you know, there's not many places to party. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Places, but so, I so. guess,
0: would you guys do as much as you can or want to tell us for that second one? Where you claim uh, you go harder uh, around the Hershey area? I guess. I mean, we've been up there plenty of times. It's. I mean, I guess besides going to the amusement park, there's not. I don't know much.
3: too much. Unless yeah, right? you
0: guys are getting a little lit and swimming <laughs> around the chocolate fountains or something. <laughs> but.
3: Yeah. We, I mean, we, we always went to a place called Shakey's. I don't. I don't know if it's still there or not. Um but they're always good to us. They kind of let us, you know, do our own thing, have fun. Um, but uh, the first, the, the first year we won, we won in Manitoba, and then so we we didn't get home till like four or five in the morning. And when we got back, we had like, you know, a police escort with fire trucks uh-huh. bring us from the airport to Hershey. So you know, That's we got treated. Cool. Uh, the, yeah, the fans are awesome. You, you can't beat in that level in that league. So um, we got treated really good. There it is.
0: So that season, your MVP season, I mean, would you almost say that was – I mean, you've had a lot of good seasons uh, throughout your professional career. Would you almost say that was the best one you've ever played or your most successful season, you think, on a personal level?
3: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, like I said, the chemistry that we had that second year was pretty much the same guys I got to play with. So I think the first year I was with Alex Giroux and Graham Mink, and the second year was uh, Alex Giroux and uh, Andrew Gordon. So um, – you, had you had know, the, the chemistry had that we chemistry. had. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just the chemistry we had. I mean, it, like I said, when throughout my career in the AHL, I really got to play with the same guys year after year. It just doesn't happen right. at that level. It's yeah, it, it never been changing. So, um, you know, the chemistry we had made it a lot easier for us, and we, and we never lost a beat from year to year. Um, but like I said, when I would strictly a passer so, and Alex Giroux was a, was a was a goal scorer so he knew how to get open and it seemed like that year every time I passed on the puck he scored in every shot you know what I mean so it was just one of those years that everything came together and um You know, he scored a lot. I think he scored sixty goals that year and broke the record. So sounds like it was a good year for
1: both of us. Ovi and Backstrom of the AHL. Right there you go. Yeah, Yeah, tandems Uh, They they got paid way more money
3: than us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I wanted to jump back to when you were with Carolina real quick. That uh, when they won the Stanley Cup in '06, um, did did you get a ring when uh, you were in the organization?
3: I did. Um okay. we were there. We were I was one of the black aces with uh I think three other guys. a so good,
2: good bit of games with so them You were, were there you? celebrating. That was that's gotta be pretty Yeah, fun. that
3: was that was fun. That was awesome. I mean they didn't have to do that. They gave us a ring, they didn't have to do that. You know, we traveled with the team and everything and you know, I had my dad come down it was game seven, they won game seven at home, so right. I was had my dad fly down and <clears throat> come to the game and we got a lot of awesome pictures that we have that, you know, they will always have so yeah, it was cool yeah i mean it was it was fun to be a part of, but you know when you don't play right yeah, of, you, don't, you don't really feel it you don't really feel it part of it but <clears throat> kind of I don't know. Ooh. kind of just felt like an extra guy but they, they made us feel like we were part of a team on Yeah, you're, you're with on the
0: him. team you're around the team you're there for a reason I mean yeah. to yeah, get I mean, you caught up ex- if something happens
2: experience kind of see like, um, the, the other players go through that that kind of probably yeah, helped you out with but your but career. I guess you mentioned you'd probably
0: pick those AHL um, <coughs> celebrations just knowing you played such a big impact on those teams maybe
3: um I mean, coming like you know that happened. I think two years before Hershey, so I mean, it was it was that was the first championship I won Hershey sure. like as a as a player right. professionally. So it was nice to be part of you know being more a part of the team and playing and contributing. So that's probably the biggest hit for it too, but. I never take my Stanley Cup away. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Sure, for sure, You, you can you
0: can still flex that whenever you want. Um, Perfect. so I kind of to – we want to get into what you're kind of doing now, some coaching. But uh, when you first hopped on, you said you haven't done an interview in a while due to getting fired. So I guess uh, did you get fired from one of the European teams you're over with? And uh, I guess what what did you do to deserve that?
3: Sorry, I didn't hear you there. What
0: was that? I said when you first hopped on, you mentioned you hadn't done an interview in a while due to um, getting fired. So I guess we'll try oh, to figure yeah. out, would you get fired from one of the uh, European teams you were with, and what did you do to uh, deserve all that?
3: Uh, no, I, I retired on my own. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I went to Switzerland for one year, and then I played three years in Munich, Germany, and um, Going into my last year, I kind of had uh, an idea that I was going to be my last year. Both my kids were getting older and starting to go to school, and my oldest was going to school kindergarten over there in Germany. And I just, you know, I, it felt like it was time now to have the, the family home, the go to school and make friends. So that's kind of, and I was, you know, I was 39 years old, so I, mentally I was ready to, you know, stop traveling, let the let the kids be, you know, normal kids with at home and and do that. So kind of end um, the grind. Yeah, yes, and I always I want, I wanted I wanted. Yeah, I wanted. To, I always wanted to end on my own terms. I didn't want to want to play and not be able to get a contract. So, you know, it all worked out good.
0: Right. And so now you're in. You're back in the game. You're coaching. Um, obviously, I'd say it's not for everyone. I mean, every good player doesn't necessarily make a good coach. But I mean, you seem to find a good fit there uh, with the Boston Junior Rangers. So, kind of just take us through that. How you got started with that, and just kind of how you see the game differently from the top of the bench <clears> now. Yeah. Well, after
3: coaching for that now I know why I pissed off so many coaches the way I played <laughs> so I mean now I, now I understand why I, I upset, upset so many coaches but um, yeah my, my good friend uh, who I played high school hockey with uh, ran that program and their assistant coach uh, took another job and so he gave me a call and you know it just kind of worked out it was perfect timing I wasn't really doing anything and you know, I didn't really know if I wanted to get into coaching, but at the same time, as big part is I don't want to move the family around anymore. And um, the organization's about 20 minutes from my house. It's most of our kids are going to go division, play division three hockey. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's a, it's kind of a learning. The first year was a lot of learning. You know, I didn't I never coached before really. So, um, but I had a great group of kids that you know worked hard. And sometimes you got to take a step back because you know the way I think is you know, not even close to the way they think. So uh, I was definitely a learning, learning curve for myself last year, but I really enjoy it. And, um, after having a couple of kids go to college last year, you know, it makes you feel good knowing that, you, you know, hopefully help them out to get there. For
1: sure. Um, you mentioned that you, uh, gotten a, or pissed off a couple of coaches. Was there one coach in particular that you would like
0: <laughs> argue with or anything like that? Or yeah, I guess the least favorite coach, little bat, bat head, batted heads
3: with a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I for, for the most part, I always had a pretty good relationship with my coaches. But um, you know, a guy named Tom Rowe, who he was with Carolina for a little while, I was assistant coach there, and then he yeah. was in Florida. I think he's in Austria now. But um, you know, he was kind of a hard nosed coach, and we kind of always bumped heads um, about you know power play. But I was one of those guys that turned the puck over at the blue line and um, really pissed him off with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we still have a, a really good relationship. We talk all the time. Time still, but yeah, was he like the type um, of coach? One
1: guy. Was he the type of coach that like wanted you to give it back to him, or like 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 fight back? Or because I know that some coaches that they they want you to like kind of they want to see that fight in you that you'll fight back.
3: Yeah, he was he was he was like a hard nosed guy, but he he liked when a guy played with the emotion and you know kind of played with his motion on the sleeve, which is kind of what I did. Um, you know, a lot of different off the ice, and I'm on the ice, and I play with a lot of emotion on the ice. So yeah. he really liked that of the player, and, um, you know, he'd give it to me, and I'd give it back to him, and then we wouldn't talk for a day. And then the next day, he's like, I love that, you know, type of thing. So um, every coach is different, but um, I always had a pretty good relationship with all my coaches. Yeah,
0: I guess we'll flip that real quick since AB just asked about kind of a coach he butted heads with. Is there one coach that kind of sticked out that was maybe your favorite coach your professional career or did have the biggest impact on your game or even? Personal life?
3: Yeah, it kind of goes back to Tom, uh, Tom Rowe. He was okay. the first coach that gave me the, um, you know, there's obviously a couple that helped right, me right. a lot. But, so, you know, he was the first guy that gave me an opportunity to play at the AHL level, um, gave me my first contract. So, you know, I owe a lot of my career to him. Like, I don't know if I would have got a deal without him giving me the opportunity. But, um, you know, the biggest thing for me coming out of college, Division three, and playing high school hockey was I had to become a better rounded player. And you know, you really helped me out. You know, getting better defensively, you know, you're not getting called up to the HL or the NHL if you can't play both ends of the ice. So uh, I thought he really helped out with me and um, that aspect of my game, and he really pushed me to get better in the D zone. So that was a big big part of uh, my career of developing into an all around player. For
0: sure. So we'll, we'll start to wrap it up here. We don't want to keep you too crazy long here over the holidays. So you, you, you talked earlier about watching John Carlson the other night. So I'm, I'm assuming you still watch a good bit of the NHL and uh, keep good tabs on it. Now, you, you got the cup right? with Caroline. You did four years with the Caps and I believe you played a good bit with the Islanders as well. Is there a certain team you're, you're cheering for nowadays when you're watching or just kind of enjoying the game for what it is?
3: Yeah, well, I, I really, I root for the, for the Capitals. Uh, you know, I really had a great time with them for four years the organization and uh, my oldest son was born when I was with the Capitals as well. So, you know, kind of have that you know, in the back pocket type thing. And yeah, we love to hear that here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Um, uh, and then, you know, I'm a big Bruins fan growing up, and I wasn't right. really, I played for 12 years. So I'm, You know, they're on TV all the time, so I end up watching them a lot. But, yeah. um, you know, the two organizations that i you know, really, I had a lot of fun with, that played the most in the NHL was, you know, with the Capitals and the Islanders. So I really enjoyed right. watching them. So that, and I for those two that
0: must have been pretty cool then to see those guys two years ago win that cup and just see the guys that you came in when they were just young kids coming to the NHL and everything and getting their feet and then seeing them achieve obviously what they did.
3: Yeah, it was, it was awesome to watch. I was, you know, pumped to see those guys. I just, you know, a lot of those guys on the team i still knew with you know carlson and alzer and hopey mm-hmm. and um you know hopey sent me a bunch of stuff for my kids for christmas this oh, year awesome. so yeah. um but those are they're all great guys and i was i was really happy you know they came a long way from when i was there you know like right. you know it was only a matter of time i think for them to, to do it and they you know they kind of figured out how they
0: had to play to to get there and you, you know they did whatever it took to do it so did um, you play with jay beagle too I did, yeah,
3: yep. great guy. Just a dog,
2: awesome. <laughs> just a total yeah, dog,
3: just, baby. One of those, one of those guys that you need on a team, for sure. You know, like, you're not going to get a lot of, you know, big news from, but he's just one of those guys that you need to. That's going to go out there, kill penalties, block shots, and you know, every team needs a guy like that. The bottom blinded. line, yeah, wins your hockey day. games.
0: Um, well, Keith Coyne, we thank you very much for hopping on, talking Caps, talking Hershey, and especially during the holidays here. Um, we greatly appreciate it, my <laughs> cool. man, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks for everything.
3: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hopefully, I wasn't too rusty for you guys. <laughs> no, was here, it but, was an honor to have you, know, you Yeah, for sure, man. But, ha- happy holidays, and I'll hopefully, talk to you guys again sometime. Oh, All for right, sure. Geez. We'll keep in Sounds a,
0: good, bud. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right. See ya. All right, so thanks to Keith Coin for coming on the pod. Um, awesome interview. So yeah, that, that was that good stuff. that was a good, very, very <laughs> <delicate> <laughs> was a good time. Um, we got some more guys. We got some more coming out for you. Uh, we've been talking to a couple guys. Maybe Brian Pothier in the future here. Yep, not a big. Deal. Uh, we talked to him about playing in Ottawa with you know Chara, Heatley, Ooh, Hasek. Kind of forgot Todd Reardon on that. Oh, <laughs> Brooks like. Um, so, let's get to some segments. Um, how about we kick it off with Goat Facts. <laughs> it's <Petticott>, star! <laughs> All right, Goat Fact time, guys. First one, Ovi's second goal in Ottawa last week. He beat uh, Marcus Hogberg. That was the 140th different goalie Ovechkin has scored on, in his career. I mean, that's a
2: lot of fucking goalies to score.
0: 140 different goalies <laughs>
2: Ovechkin <laughs> talked on. That's unreal. I'd be happy to have one. <laughs>
0: Like, uh, there's 30 teams in the league, 140 fucking goalies. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's 182 games in a season. Jesus. That's a lot. Uh, goat fact number two. Chivon. The French word for goat. Oh. Quite beautiful, right? Oui, wee. Oui. Uh, it translates to animals that are slaughtered near or shortly after weaning. Oh, okay. So, chevon means a slaughtered goat. Dope. <laughs> um, well, let's get a little dark on this <laughs> podcast today. Goat fact number three. During Novechkin's rookie year, he refused to room with any of the Russian teammates to help himself earn English better. Team
2: leader. Great guy.
0: Oh, wait. Ovi did?
1: Yeah. yeah. He just refused right. to room that, with that's any a of the big shot. I thought you were
0: asking. I thought you said,
2: like, no, no, who no. refused? No, he, I was like, Ovi I don't refused.
0: Know. He's a goat. He's the only goat. So. Damn. Uh, who would we have On the team Around that time Kozlov Fedorov yeah. Simmon
2: his, his English Still isn't He just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We did have a lot Of older Russian dudes He was like I don't want Any old dudes No yeah. old dudes um, Goat yeah. fact number Four here um,
0: Goats Can stand Healthy goats Can stand Within minutes After being birthed And are able to Move with the herd Almost immediately Damn
1: they're better Than babies yeah.
0: Well. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like five minutes later, and this guy's just up hopping around.
1: That'd be sweet. Um, could you imagine if babies could do that, like right out the womb?
0: They just <laughs> fucking throw That'd be that dangerous. towel off, and they're just like sliding around. It's <laughs> like, what's good? Um, second segment number two. So there's Go Facts for you guys. Let's get into some Unleashed to un-leash the Fury. All right. Uh, Unleash your fury time, guys. We have two games to pull from. So, first tweet. Seems like Forsythe does the same thing Reardon uh, did when Trotz was head coach. Essentially nothing. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Stands on the back of the bench and essentially does nothing. I mean, is he wrong? (laughs) I mean, uh, let's let's not rag on him too hard. Well,
1: I rag on him all the time. But, like, I've been saying it all year. He doesn't make the adjustments that he needs to. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I agreed. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. Um.
0: Tweet number two, never our night when Holpe's in net. Trash can emoji.
2: Did Matt Billman tweet this?
0: No. Maybe. What are you talking about? Maybe an AB. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe an AB. Um, so never our night when Holpe's in net. Uh, tweet number three, third jersey, common L. Trash them fucking things. No, they're too they're good looking. But we do lose a lot. I don't care. They're too good looking. <laughs> we do lose a lot, but yeah, who cares? Um, Next tweet. Good thing I switched to the Lakers. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> and the, and the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, good thing. And the Cowboys? Actually, no, they suck. The Patriots? They do. Oh, they suck too. Tighten up. Uh, next tweet here. This one's a pretty good one. Trade Holby for extra ice for an extra ice slot to practice the PP more. I honestly, don't hate this one. <laughs> Trade Holby for extra ice for extra practice to practice
2: power play. That'd be nuts, like, training for, like, a washing machine out like, of a semi-pro. We need more power play time, and this, he might be gone anyways. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, last two here.
0: First one being Jensen on meth, or he always just that dumb? Ooh. I think this is the first time I've agreed with,
1: like, two of these. I don't know, man. What do you think? Is it, You think he's on drugs? You think he's doing the, the yay or something? No, ah, he's nah, he's, the, he's straightforward he's just, dude. He's on the, I
0: don't know how to play hockey right yeah. now, I'll train. Yeah. Um, last one here. Else. Trots would slap these bitch boys back into shape.
2: I mean, he's the only one that slapped him into shape in the first place. He's just getting old. So
1: they're out of shape now.
0: An old team. So um, third and last segment here before we preview the next couple games. Uh, Let's go Cap Stars of the Week. Um, We'll start with KP. What do you got? Who do you got?
2: Um, and why nobody flashy we really haven't had anybody f- too flashy but backstrom i think he's uh, been consistent he had one goal to assist on the uh the week and uh, i think he's gonna be our, a guy to step up on the power play and get this thing fixed so i'm i'm holding on to him for for some hope alright we'll just chug down
0: the line here I'll go next I got Oshi, two goals in the Ottawa game but just the all-star selection so we'll yeah, give it to Oshie. Yep. Good. cap of the week good call. cap star of the week uh, AB finish it off here and then we'll preview uh, Jake the
1: Snake Rana Ooh, the goal scorer um, they got all the sky right. two goals one assist Um, he's feeling it right now big PP1 because he had 19 goals right now or 20? 20 20 is that 20 now? 19? I don't know. We he's talked
0: about it literally 20 minutes ago. I know. We're crushing <laughs> beers right now. He's, he's right there, Speaking though. of, I will take a drink to that. Does he get yeah, 30 this year? But he'll be year? getting
2: a lot more if he stays on that power play.
0: Yep. Does he get 30 this year? It's 34. 34? Yeah. Fuck it. We might tickle 40.
2: What if he outscores Ovi this year?
0: Uh, I mean... The way Ovi's been scoring, except for those two goals in that Ottawa game. Who knows? Um, So let's preview these two games. Caps, Devils, Thursday, guys. Uh, It's games four and five of the five-game Metro slate we have. Last two games before the boys are heading to All-Star break. So not much to preview because not much has changed since we just played them uh, a few days ago. But what do the Caps need to do differently this time around to avoid another loss, let alone another blowout by the Devils? Um,
1: Power play. Yes. Uh, they can't come out flat-footed like they did. Uh, I don't know. I think they just came, went into that game. They're like, it's it's the Devils. We're gonna steamroll them,
2: and they got steamrolled. Well, that very well could be the case, and they better fucking come woken up for this. Tell game. them like it is. I think they will. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, bet I think if game. you lose to the Devils uh, this close back to back, that's yeah, kind of embarrassing. Coming off yeah. two
0: days of rest. Um, so that's the Devils Thursday night, uh, Saturday night. Caps at Islanders. Islanders on the road in the Coliseum. Last time we saw them it was New Year's Eve. They beat us four to three. I'll do it. Almost must win um, to beat this Trots team and close out a kind of a rough stretch like we are on right now. Obviously, we don't know what happened last night in that Carolina game. Yeah, we won six to nothing. But um, we need to win to both assert dominance into the division. I think, to win both of these games, we need to assert ourselves as the Kings of the Metro. Close it out with the Devils and Islanders, go to all-star break, have a vacation, come back fucking full throttle. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a, it's definitely a big
1: big game coming up. I mean, we're starting to get into those divisional round games where it's going to affect the standings huge now. I mean, it's we're not there yet. It's not mid February and March, but it's sneaking up on us right now. I mean, we're middle we're middle of January right now. Um, you see, teams are starting to pick it up. It's starting to get a little chalky now. I mean, Tur- Toronto. You see teams like Toronto and Tampa who had slow starts. They're looking like they're
2: ramping it up. The right, beast of the right, east right, now, right,
1: right? Right. And we're slowing down. Tampa's on ten straight now. I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. a um, well, fuck, man. So I think yeah. I think I think the Islanders game is, is a huge game.
0: Yeah. It's All these a, teams that struggled out the gate are starting to click, and we're.
2: Not. Not. But, uh, I mean, this Islanders game, like you guys, just I'll chuck along with it. it is It is the must-win out of these two. It's the one going into the All-Star break. Uh, it's against Barry Trotz. against a Metro team, better team. They're uh, third in the Metro right now, and, and if we the come, Devils are eighth. So.
1: If we come out playing well and get a win in New York, I'll have a little more confidence in this team um, that they can show up to play when they really want to. I really do think they walked into the... New Jersey Devils game just thinking we're gonna win Ovi OV might I mean
0: just it. from watching the highlights there's a lot of standing still
2: yeah well you gotta hope their heads are gonna be in it Saturday night I mean a lot of these guys probably going on vacation True. on Sunday so all star break I mean does Ovi take
1: his suspension for that game or does he take it for the game after which the is the all star break
0: we come so I was looking at our schedule weirdly uh, we've got some pretty awesome shit coming up so we come out, out of that we come out of that in Montreal
2: mm-hmm Okay. But oh definitely sit the Montreal game. But here's what I'm Nobody. looking forward to. He, he so, talks on Montreal.
0: We come out of
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> he he fucking he he's good in Montreal. Yeah. He's good in Montreal. So this is what we got coming out of All Star Break here. So we start in Montreal, Nashville at home, at Ottawa, whatever, Pittsburgh at home on the twelve thirty Sunday game. Then we have Kings, Philly, and the Islanders at home. And then we go on a three game road trip at Colorado. At Arizona, at Vegas, so that's going to be a fun fucking February.
2: Yeah, see, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Two games against Pittsburgh, two Sunday games against Pittsburgh, a Saturday game against Philly, Winnipeg twice, Montreal. I mean, but that Colorado, Arizona, Vegas. I kind of want to blow my load on it now, but we got a couple weeks to discuss that on the pod.
2: So Uh, definitely those. uh, But let's
0: go back to where we were. Sorry, Devils and Islanders currently.
2: Uh, I was gonna say something about those penguin games oh, real quick. Yeah, uh, well. They definitely could be for first place in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, 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 they're like heat, said, They're on a heater. Right be, now. We don't want to
0: get too ahead of ourselves. And guess who just came back? Yeah, we'll d- we'll discuss Sid next week.
1: The kid. We'll
0: discuss next week. But so last two, let's just finish off the episode here. Like we said, Devils Islanders. Uh, how do we do?
1: Uh, I think we beat the Devils. I think we run train on them this time. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that because I dude. They're not going to let that happen twice in a row. No, not to that team. Um, Islanders. uh, I mean, I don't ever want to predict a loss.
0: (laughs) Let's just say we win them both and we get out of here. So, fuck it, guys. Four points on the last two games next week. Uh, We're out of here. We will see you Thursday. Oh, baby, what you got? All right, guys. uh, So, we'll end the episode with this. All-decade team for the Caps. Um, 2009, or 2010 to 2020. So we'll start in goal. That's obvious. Holpe, it, starting your backup is? Um, Grubauer. Gruby?
2: See? I mean... What it, about Neuvirth? I mean, ah, I'm Neuverth just saying, good. even if it was just, you take that 2018 year, and you take him from 2010 to 2020, all those years. That 2018 year where Philip Grubauer came in, he kind of picked up Holpe at the end, let us... Uh, to the playoffs, so but Nor- I, I think him
1: I don't know Neuwirth won us a couple uh series playoff series I mean yeah. I know we
2: didn't win a cup yeah he de- was definitely huge back then who do you say Hopi
0: first uh, Samsonov backing up <laughs> well now we're on a, now that's we're on a my all decade goalies right there Hopi and Samsonov alright um, <laughs> to defense I don't no no, Samsonov's a clear answer no it's not oh fuck me he all played right. like one year
1: yeah, or he hasn't even good. played a full year yet between right. Noah and Grubauer, who do you think? I go Grubauer. You go Gruby. Okay, Gruby right. it is.
0: So Gruby it is. Uh, let's go defense. John Carlson.
1: Yes. Yes. Kempney? No.
2: No. Uh, Niskanen. I, mean, I mean, when when was Mike Green gone? Uh, he was, he like, was oh, definitely here. He was 15. definitely here. 2010, yeah, like so, 2015. So you got to give it to Mike. Green. Yeah. I mean, Carlson,
0: Mike Green, OT Greeny, baby. So Carlson and Green, second line. Let's go. Orlov. I mean. Or yeah, Orlov. We mean steady. you have to. Who else? Yeah, would be? You, you obviously go Orlov, um, Niskanen.
1: Niskanen. Yep, I would say so. Orpik. Yeah, definitely give one to
2: Orpik.
0: Obviously, uh, and then who's your sixth? Alsner? Yeah, Carl Olsner definitely. He's, on the yeah, he was a fuck team. boy, but let's go with him. Yeah, um, let's Osner. just go from line one to four or four to one. We'll go one to four. One, one, one to four one. is so Ovi, Ovi, Backstrom, Oshie. Yeah. Uh, second line, Kuzi. Kuzi.
1: Wilson.
2: Um, Mojo?
0: Oh, Mojo was good, man. Mojo was good. Uh, Mojo is
2: definitely a good pick.
0: Troy Bauer was good for the couple years he was here, but I wouldn't put him on the second line over like Vrana or anything. So who's our second line right we, now? Kuzi, Wilson.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mojo, It's I think it's between three guys, and I think it's between Burkowski, Mojo, and Vrana. And I think Mojo was here long. Like Vrana. Mojo
0: was solid for us, so we'll go Mojo. Yeah, but I then third Mojo. line, I'll go Lars. I'll go Lars, Vrana I don't do we, know, do man. This is Barakovsky? No, dude. no. Third line, I'll probably go Lars, Brooks. Joel Ward,
1: Joel Ward, Joel Ward,
0: Jason Chimera,
1: Brooks Like I think you gotta go Brooks. <laughs> Jason Chimera, Brooks Like What about you, Kyle? Matt Hendricks, even. No, no, not Matt Hendricks. I do love him, but no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Matt Pro even. I was a big Matt Pro fan, but I don't know if he was here <laughs> long enough. Um, but uh, definitely one that I don't care what you guys say, he's got to be on one of these Eric four Fair, lines. Eric Fair, Eric Fair, no, Alexander Simon. Yes, he's got to oh, be agree. on one of these Simmon, lines. I agree. Okay, yeah, Simon Simon Simmons. We're being dumb. We're being dumb. Sorry. So
0: let's put Simon on that third line with Lars Lars and Joel Ward. Joel, you think Joel? Because who's our first line? Ovi Backstrom, Oshi. Our second line is. Well, speaking is, of
2: third line, you could take Joel off. Maybe bump down to the fourth. You're gonna put so, uh, Mr. Game Seven. I mean, he was pretty. Fuck. He was there a good bit that that decade. I mean, he was good for us. Yeah, so it's Ovi Backstrom, Oshi, and then it's
0: Koozie, Wilson, Mojo, Mojo, and then it's Lars Simon, uh, Mr. Game Seven. I don't know. I would take no. Joe Ward. Joe Ward was fucking huge for us. He Last was. second goal against the Rangers. I beat can give the, you... Uh, but, like Brooks, but, like, Brooksy was... Brooks was good, too. Brooksy
2: was there forever. Yeah. yeah. Eric Fair, very clutch. Yeah. yeah. I hated him when he went to Pittsburgh, though. Kind of crushes Asshole. Great outdoor... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Fuck Eric Fair. Hey, he whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Dude, three outdoor goals in three games. Yeah, you great. About? He got
1: us, like, four points in the yeah, regular season. Yeah, I think he season. won a cup
2: in Pittsburgh. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, fine. But uh, fourth-line center? Jay Beagle. Not even close. Jay uh, Beagle. Yeah, Definitely
1: Beagle, Jay Beagle What do you mean? Were you about to say <laughs> no? no? no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> Get the fuck out no, of here. I was here about not about to say no. So Jay Beagle, who are his wingers then? Jason Chimera? I don't know. He was so fucking awesome. I love the ice cheetah baby. Chimera, Jimmer, Jimmer He was, he was pretty sweet. How he long was, was awesome. he there for? Wait, did we kick Joel Ward in the third
1: fourth line? Uh, no, we didn't make a decision. You just went right to Jay. Who
0: do who do we have on the third line right now? It was Lars Simon and Who's the third guy?
2: Who do we who did we settle on? I don't think we Let's did. Go we Let's go
0: Joel. Let's Joel. go Joel. Wardo, big cheese. He
2: had some big play. stamped. Th- All right. That stamped. Bruins goal. I Fourth mean, line. I do love Joel Ward. Fourth line. Jay
1: Beagle. Got to go Brooks like. Brooks like has to Oh yeah, Jay Beagle, Brooks like, and... Troy Brown. And...
2: <sighs> ah. I love Troy when he's here, man. He's a good veteran Helped the boys round out, I think. So Timmer gets uh, uh, leased. Uh, 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 <sighs> um I don't know. I'm trying to
1: think. I guess if I have to think this hard, it's only be—it's gotta be—it's
0: either Williams, Chimera, or who'd you say, Kyle? I said Troy Brower. Yeah, that's right, Brower. Brower's it's here it's f- between four Brower. Years. Uh, do you? Do you, do you, do you maybe throw a weird like I don't know Nathan Walker in there just because no, he's an Australian legend.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> Australian um, legend though played like five games maximum for us. Uh,
0: oh my God! Did play in the
1: Pittsburgh. Hold on, game, hold on, hold on, six.
0: hold on, hold on. Stop, stop. stop I knew stop, we
1: stop, stop. I knew we we're forgetting someone.
0: Stop. If we're not putting Brent Connolly anywhere? No. No, dude. What? Definitely not. You don't People, think so? No, no not. Not, not uh, even on that fourth line wing?
1: Nope. I mean, he played well. He was like, he, he basically was Troy Brower, but played less games. Like, I think Troy Brower played <sighs> more games for us. Um, oh, Nate Schmidt, honorable mention defender. <laughs> oh, true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate
1: Schmidt's a total caps legend. Um, fuck, dude. Are we on the last guy? Yes. The
0: literal last guy. So let's be t- decide between fair. Was Chris Broward. Clark this this decade? Yes, I don't he think. Was. I don't yes, think. He was. Yeah, he was. He was like two thousand that 10 team or that ten eleven team. I think uh, he didn't play long though. That's, I don't think he fine. played long enough. Um Chimera, Brower.
1: I'll, let's go Brower just for the winter. Oh, no! Fuck no! Who? Mike Knubel.
0: Oh yeah, was um yeah yeah. Mike I, Knubel, can, Knubel. was. A I'm good starting one. to
1: think of those guys now. We got Knubel. You got Fedorov. You got Victor. Well, Fedorov Kaulov. was in
0: this decade. What was he? He yeah, wasn't. Okay. or no? Yeah, I think okay. that was like
2: right after. That was 2010. Was a little later. Okay. All
0: right. So those are all decade teams. So what? When was Knubel then? He was because him and Joel Ward scored that overtime goal against Boston in 2012. Okay. It was um, K'nubel crashed in the net. So Knubel, Chimera, Fair, Brower, Hendricks. Brower Hendricks Hendricks had the kickstart remember the shootout goals yeah the paralyzer I know that but... <laughs> yeah I'm just saying or is that like your, is that your healthy scratches or something is no that that's you're... who we're, that's the five we're deciding between for the last winger
1: I thought we already have it. I thought we have Brooks like Jay Beagle and Troy Bauer no I yeah. like Kenuble. Okay, my I vote's Canuble oh no actually KP is going he likes Troy Brower I think actually uh, I guess I, 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 Br- I think it's Brower all right, there it is. All decade teams, healthy, any- healthy scratches, Mike and Nubal. No, we can't keep going on healthy scratches. This episode's
0: <laughs> gonna be four hours long, and the reason for going two a week was to cut it down. So, if you want to get into anything else, we want to call her. Some, uh, I don't know. I don't have uh, my segments of this
1: week. We can but-
2: talk a little shit about the NHL real quick. Shit going well, around. I
0: mean, we got. I mean, next week's All Star Week or something. No caps to talk about. So we could just break all that out then. Uh all right we'll get in we'll get into some stuff but we've got to talk about the McDavid goal. Yeah, the oh. one where he looked off <clears throat> Are
1: you saying, uh, did you Riley. say,
2: I'm sorry did you say goal? Or goals,
1: yeah, I don't, yeah, all of them. Because he's had some
2: <laughs> sick ones. The Riley one's definitely a national header, but uh, recently he's just had highlight after highlight reel. Dude, he's insane. So, and did you see uh, real quick your boy Pasta? He kind of did a remake of the McDavid goal. Yeah, it it wasn't nearly as good. No, he didn't break the defenseman. as bad. Yeah,
1: look, McDavid still, was going laterally across the uh, ice. Pasta was still moving up ice. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Just at a zigzag, but um.
0: Yeah, but him looking off Riley and just putting so him I've been, in
1: spot. So Scott is kind of like a he—he he don't like the young guys for some reason. Like I remember when Toronto Too started much flash, he just he thought like when. He thought that Toronto wasn't going to get any better. He was like, "Who, who's to say that like Austin Matthews is g- going to be a better player? What if he's already peaking right now?" I'm like, "Dude, he's 19 years old. He's clearly going to get better, <laughs>
0: right?" Settle down, and
1: Scott. he was saying, like, he kind of said that about McDavid too. And he had never watched. He, he was like, "I've never actually sat down and watched him before." And he watched that game, and he was like. Okay, this is probably the best hockey player I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not even a question."
2: Right, so and th- rather sensational. That's, ex- that's exactly what I think. Uh, me, I don't know about other people. Want to see coming into the league, players making yeah. up their own new moves, making up new shit. I mean, I feel like that's what like our dads got to see. Like back in the day, like people dang the first dangle, the first breakaway. Yeah. Like, I mean, McDavid, who's seen that? Who's seen a move Dude. like that? He's just pulling shit out of his hat, and I hope he keeps uh, becoming a magician. Dude, it's awesome he's got he's the most electric player in the NHL by far as ev- good ever. as he is he's I got think it. ever yeah he had to come up with new shit
1: Gretzky wasn't like a like I mean obviously he was flashy but Gretzky was he was a like
2: a like, he, he beat people with his brain. But you put that goal that Connor scored against Gretzky's greatest goal, and I don't think it'll compare, because Gretzky's time, it was more of uh, moving the puck, uh, exactly. trying to get that, the goalie out of the net. That's what I mean. Where yeah. connor has got to beat the defenseman with, like, a nice move, speed, like, it's just great. Dude, yeah, and he, like, when he, so he beats
1: pretty much everyone to the net. He'll just beat you one-on-one just by blowing that, by you. He doesn't the even have to do screen. anything. And when he gets that net... He almost, like, if it's just him and the goalie within, like, a two-foot span, he almost scores every single time just by, like... Yeah. He's got, like, a long reach...
0: So he like brings it back kinda like Semmon did on his mm-hmm. wrist shot and just tucks it. Yeah. When i went with the Kyles on Friday night, too, we did, we just laid there in the NHL network we were watching it. Uh we were sitting around on the couch not doing nothing. And um they put top ten Connor McDavid goals from this season. Dude, it's unreal. And it was like, What the fuck?
1: That's <laughs> what <laughs> this is like I think a dude's ha- career highlight reel. You can't really say this is his breakout year because he's been doing it his whole career, but this is the year where I've noticed like almost every single goal I see him score. It's like, how the oh, fuck did geez. he do that? Yeah, it
2: almost like, yeah. makes you want to watch Edmonton Oilers games just to see uh, dude, a highlight reel. It sucks that they might not make the playoffs again. Yeah, he would be electric in
1: the dude, playoffs. Dude, are you kidding me? Like, this guy needs to be in the playoffs. What are the Oilers what doing? What about right a
0: now? package deal where we get McDavid, they get Jensen, Pan, and Colby. I don't know if they would do, do that. You trade? <laughs> do you ever trade
2: Alexander Ovechkin for Connor McDavid straight up? And Ovi's I mean, never. Right never. now. Right now. No, no, never. Ovi's kind of out of insane, his time. And <laughs> McDavid's
0: right, getting rated right into. I it. love Ovechkin to death, but you're insane. He could quietly break Gretzky's record in Edmonton too. Just no t- attention there. Just Yeah, because
1: so, yeah, usually when you have a bad team, that's when you put up like a million fucking yeah. points.
0: Right. Um, Always trying to keep up. Yeah. For sure So but, holy shit Kansas City beats Houston 51-31 They're down 24 nothing. Jesus
1: Christ God
0: But yeah Mick David
1: is He's He's the most electric player I've like I think the NHL has ever seen He's sick It's not even close For sure
0: um, So with that being said uh, Anything else Before we wrap it up And see these people Thursday Yeah uh, no, I guess next week we'll talk more and yeah. we'll get more in depth with the All NHL All Star break. No caps really to talk about, so we'll just kind of take a we'll we'll spend next week kind of just taking a look around the league, um, kind of trying to predict some stuff how it's going to go the rest of the season.
1: I just punched a uh, just a little preview. I just punched a uh, Stanley Cup ticket for the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: Ooh. Well, that means we're fucked. All right, guys, <laughs> um, uh, we're chirping DMV. We're out of here. We'll see you Thursday, local puck.